Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One constant feeling reigns over the 130 plus year history of NC State Wolfpack football hope. And when there's hope, well, Pack fans can always relate. Pack family, time for a true look at your team. Expert analysis, special guests, and a Carter Finley sized bag full of X's and O's. Let's get hooked up for Pack Therapy. Here are your hosts, Tim Donnelly and Wolfpack Rate, Mike Lennon. Another edition of Pack Therapy, preseason number two episode. Can't wait to start talking about games, but first we have to set the table just like last week. We set the table with the offense. Today we're talking defense. A couple of quarterbacks talking defense. <laughs> Tell right? you what, that intro music kind of gets you fired up like you're ready to run out of the tunnel. Yeah, I feel like it's the, the point where, actually, speaking defense and, and we're being quarterbacks, where the defense is like smacking each other and getting really <laughs> jacked up and you're on the outside of the huddle going like, whoa, all right, these guys are, are really, really fired up. The uh, quick, quick story, our defense used to chant, time to eat, time to kill. I don't know why. I was at the University of Delaware. One guy would yell time to eat and everyone else would yell time to kill like if, if you want to eat something. And every once in a while someone would look at me and be like, "Time to eat." And I'd be like, "Uh, time to time to kill." And it was always super awkward for a quarterback to be involved. Uh so that's a little bit of the the difference between defense and offense, right? We talked about offense. Uh it was super analytical. It, it was it was super deep down in the the Robert and I offense and what what will they do for the scheme? defense especially when it comes to state this year i think it's kind of about just having the dogs right it's it's you were sending me over some stuff about the the senior bowl watch list and uh quite a few not just defense but offensive players but but there's some some dogs that you know have nfl talent nfl ability and and what does that do for a defense when you have guys like like davin van when you have guys like peyton wilson who are who are not just productive but also you know, if, if if you put them on a like an athletic decathlon, they're going to do pretty darn well. Yeah, I think this defense it's kind of getting overlooked at how much production they lost last year. That yes, mm. they lost Drake Thomas, Isaiah Moore, Tanner Engle, but when you look at the whole, they have a lot of guys returning and guys that have played a lot of football. And the the biggest thing I, when I when I kind of look at this depth chart of, of all the returning players, who they have, who their star players are mm. the, that are on the Senior Bowl watch list. It's at the corner position. It's at that defensive line position. And that brings me to the NFL. Mm. When you find guys in the NFL who get paid the most <laughs> on defense, what positions are they? They're defensive line and they're their cornerbacks. So if there's two areas where you're fine with replacing guys, it's at that linebacker position. It's at that safety position, which, by the way, they still are returning Payton Wilson. So they're good. Their strengths are at the most important position on this on on the field so i feel good about this defense and um I, I think there's a lot a lot to be excited for with tony gibson and this this crew returning it, it, it's it's funny 
because you know I didn't I didn't re- like I realized it obviously, but I hadn't put the emphasis on it like like you just did about uh, the corners Aiden White, Shaheen Battle, uh, some of those edge rushers as you you brought up Van being kind of the most freakiest of the athletes. Um, the ACC, I mean, we were at ACC kickoff, and, and you can read all of the preview stuff. This year is very much a year where the quarterbacks are are featured and hyped up and uh, everybody wants to talk about this pro prospect and this dark horse Heisman and all those sorts of things. Uh, when you're going up against a legit wide, uh, wide receiver core and quarterback every week, uh, I mean, Tony Gibson has to be thanking his lucky stars that he has guys to get after those quarterbacks and make them uncomfortable and corners that, that aren't afraid to be out there on an island. Exactly, because it, it frees you up as a play caller, as a defensive play caller that, okay, we feel comfortable with the corners we got. Mm. It, we might not want to live putting them on an island, but if we have to, we can just play man coverage and trust that our guys are going to lock them down and we can just rush four and we can get home with, with doing that. So we can mix it up in so many different ways. We can bring the pressures, which Tony Gibson loves to do. We can rush just with, with a couple guys because we have guys that can get home in Davin Van and in Savion Jackson. And, you know, th- there's other guys that have proven to be able to rush the passer. Peyton Wilson being one of them, mm-hmm. or we could drive back into max zone coverage like they did against Carolina at times, and we, we it allows him to call the 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 game plan any way he wants to go. Before we 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 get into the the nitty gritty of this year, I do want to be fair. Um, if, if you listen to our first episode of this season of Pack Therapy, I started it because we were talking about the 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 offense. Uh, with hey, the defense was the you know leading defense and points allowed in in the ACC. Uh, you know the offense, you still you know only ended up winning X amount of games. What happened on the offense? So I I, I want to kind of. Uh, you know, in the interest of fairness to, to to state, not only ask what happened when it's not great, I want to ask what happens when it is great. Uh, last year, top 20 defense in the country, 19.2 points allowed, uh, 326.9 yards per game uh, allowed. Uh, to be fair, what happened last year? Why were they so good? They were so good because Tony Gibson has a great scheme, this three three five defense. We talked about it last week that Dave Doran wants to have coordinators that are a tough game plan. He can do it all. Out of that three three five. You know, as a as a quarterback, when you get like a four down vanilla front, they just play cover one, cover two. You walk in on you know Sunday or Monday, and you see what they do. You're like, ah, oh, this is gonna be easy prep week. Now, on the flip side, sometimes you get really good at mm-hmm. what you do, and, and and some simple simplicity. It's an execution thing, though, rather than like I have to to like you said, like, I don't have to be in film all week. I just have to to do what we do and get right. our beaters done then correctly. It's about yeah. just executing yep. better than them. But when you have a defense like Tony Gibson who mixes it up, it causes confusion and it causes that, you know, the preparation for they could come so many different ways with those three linebackers. They can play so many different coverages. They can drop eight. They can play cover zero. I mean, he does it all, which makes it hard on coaches. It makes it hard on the quarterback. At the same time, if you do too much, that can cause for a slip up on the defensive end and it can lead to some wide open guys. So there's that fine line between doing too much or being too simple, but it starts with Tony Gibson. Mm-hmm. That's what he, uh, this, this defense is very good because of him. They had some really good play playmakers. I mean, <laughs> talk about those linebackers. It was the best linebacker core in the ACC. Um, Drake Thomas is a, hopefully we'll make the, the Raiders. I know he had a good preseason game last week, but he's a phenomenal college player. Just a little on the undersized. Oh, I mean, over a hundred tackles, seven and a half sacks. Like that's the, sometimes the stats don't tell the story. Sometimes it does. It, like that's really good. Exactly. And then Peyton Wilson is clearly a, a dominant player. When um, 
yes, when healthy. I mean, this guy is violent. He's got great closing speed. I mean, it seems like he just swallows the quarterback. So between him and then Aiden White on the outside, obviously had had a, had a great year as well. Um, so they did have the playmakers. The, the scheme is good, and I think that's what is so positive is they can take what they did last year and keep going this year. Here, here's the you, – you brought it up already because, you know, I, I – because I do this for a living, I read a lot, and I'm always I'm in all the previews and everything. The number one thing you hear about the NC State defense is about all of the lost production on on defense, right? The five of the t- top six leading tacklers. You brought up some of them: Drake Thomas, uh, Isaiah Moore, Tanner Ingle, uh, no longer with them. But one thing I, I I've kind of focused on and latched onto is the guys that are replacing him. It's it's not like they had to go hit the portal, right? It's not like they, they're they're depending on some stud freshman who or you know somebody new. When it comes to Gibson's defense, there are at least guys that have been in the meeting room. So so I I I think they're going to be able to, or, or you'd expect them to be able to stay with the multiple defenses and stay with all the different looks and not have that that drop off in guys that don't know what they're doing. Because because like you said, when you try to do a lot. It only takes one guy to not know where he's supposed to be, and then there's you know a, a, a seam that's wide open, and, and and that ruins all your hard work. The the familiarity with the defense, I think, is going to be crucial, which is going to allow those those dogs, right, those those freaky athletes, to uh, go out and, and do all the crazy things that they like to do. Yeah, I think when I I called the NC State spring game and I met with Tony Gibson, Dave Dorn, and that's exactly what they echoed is. Everyone's talking about our loss of production, but what they don't realize is we have guys that maybe they don't aren't technically returning starters, but they've played <laughs> a lot of football yep. because of injuries to Peyton Wilson, to Isaiah Moore. Devin Betty was a the guy they brought up, has played a lot of linebacker. Jalen Scott, another linebacker that has played a lot, a senior. Uh, Devin Betty's a junior. And then they got guys like Sean Brown as safety. Uh, Devin Boykin also playing safety, had an interception against Florida State. These are guys that have played. And then they did bring in one transfer in Robert Kennedy, the nickel out of ODU, who they love. This was in the spring. But the exact quote from Tony Gibson was, the best thing about a DB is if you never notice him in practice because that means he's in good coverage and does all the things right. That just means they're not thrown at him. He's playing in good coverage, and you, you never see the, him getting beat. So I I feel really good about this defense. They have the experience. Um, they have kind of the star power with Peyton Wilson, with Davin Van, with Aiden White, and then they have a bunch of guys that have been around the program, have seen it through. You know, they've watched Drake Thomas and mm-hmm. those guys, and now it's just their time. They've, they've been waiting a while, and, and they'll be ready to go. When we come back, I want to talk about some individuals, monsters like Peyton Wilson, Aiden White, and their impact. More with Mike Glennon here on Pack Therapy coming up after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. I want to hone in on a couple of the guys, the, the studs we've been talking about. It actually goes right along with what you said about Tony Gibson. Aiden White burst onto the scene last year, right? He was a, a backup the year before, a couple of starts in, in spots, right? Kind of like what you were saying, where he wasn't exactly coming in with no experience, but he, he hadn't been one of the dudes the year before. Uh, first team All-ACC, uh, according to PFF, all right, and, and some stats, you know, you can twist numbers, uh, he played the most coverage stat snaps in the nation of anyone who allowed zero touchdowns in 2022. That's 482 coverage snaps. None of them ended with a touchdown by by the guy he was uh, responsible for. As a quarterback, you avoiding him? Are you are, <laughs> like like I, I know you the the defense tells you where to go, and sometimes you have to challenge him. But is he circled on on the scouting report with like a, if you can go the other way? I I think that's what it's labeled at. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a Darrell Revis, Richard <laughs> Sherman in his prime, where it's kind of like hey. That's we're not field. going, you know, we're working the other side of the field, but I think it's, it may be, Hey, we got two mirror routes where they're running the same route, you know, two fades two go routes. Let, let's stay away from Aiden Wade on this one. <laughs> Maybe we should te- test starting battle. So I think that's more of what it will be. And it, it, it might be to your point, like in the red zone, this guy's not giving up many touchdowns. We might need to go away from him, and that might be on the play caller. But he'll definitely be um, circled, starred when they're going over that scouting report at the beginning of the week. So, so Shaheen Battle, that that obviously, you know, everyone that's been been on a uh, a football team knows that if the corner's being tested a lot, it you know they might end up with the most PBUs, the most interceptions. But it's not really a compliment, right? It's it's kind of the the opposing team saying. You were the one we were trying to attack. Uh, with Aiden White on one side, Shaheen Battle, a lot of football last year, made some – Some, I mean, the Florida State interception sticks out before he was ejected for for uh, targeting. Uh, is he ready to be kind of the guy that's that's tested more often if you, if you have an outside receiver that they want to get the ball to? Yeah, I think you bring up a great point that at the end of this year we might actually see bigger numbers mm-hmm. from Shaheen than we do from Aiden. But I, I think he's more than capable. It's not like this is like a weakling. I mean, he could easily be a guy that's kind of starred as well. Mm-hmm. So um, he's got good ball school uh, ball skills. He's good in man coverage. So if people want to test him, they can. And I think they'll find out that, you know, he's not he's not a weakling at all. It's just that Aiden White is kind of coming in with um, with a lot of the hype. And, and, you know, we'll see as the season goes how, how teams plan to attack them. I'm a, I'm a nerd for, for mock drafts. I'm a nerd for big boards. Uh, Aiden White, not really on the, the – at least the – who knows if he's actually on the big boards inside NFL, you know, GM's office and war rooms because uh, all we have is access to the quote-unquote experts and analysts. Uh, why why isn't Aiden White really on any of those lists knowing that he's, he's a guy who, you know, just – like – there's multiple Florida State corners on everybody's list, and it's like, wait a second, Aiden White outproduced all of them in the same conference last year. Is there something about him that that isn't NFL? I'm not sure. You know, we'll see more now that he's kind of established himself, and for him, he shouldn't be worried about that. Sometimes it's good to kind of fly under the radar, and you can see what happens. Sometimes if you know you're, you're known too much, it, it can actually backfire you because then they just start finding things to kind of nitpick. Where maybe he's a guy that's kind of flying under the radar now and then bursts on the scene, and they're not not finding ways not to draft you. Sometimes they just over time they see too much of you. I mean, the first person that comes to mind is Sam Howell. You saw him <laughs> the other day. I mean, he was projected as a first round pick. Then all of a sudden, 
for whatever reason, they just find ways to start criticizing you. And clearly what he showed the other night um, shows that he probably should have been picked higher. <laughs> but that can happen to guys. It's a real thing about playing too much. This is, um, this is the point where every, every uh, like a, a GM or scout that didn't, like say you had Josh Allen or, or Patrick Mahomes, you start hearing, I had Sam Howell as a, as yeah. a late first. I don't know how he fell. We right. just didn't need him. Right. Right? Everybody goes and lies because it, it makes them look better. But – so to me, it doesn't matter. I, I kind of get sucked into those mock drafts too, mm -hmm. just to kind of keep my eyes out for people. But as we know, every year that first round mock draft that Todd McShay comes out <laughs> with to what actually ends up happening, it's like half the list actually gets drafted in the first round. And then there's about a quarter of the list that ends up going in the late rounds to undraft. I mean, there's times where a guy might even go undrafted on those. So we can't get ca too caught up in that. I think he'll, uh, you know, he'll pro prove himself this year to scouts. NFL does, does like, or, or again, Minus the injuries, Peyton Wilson, uh, he's a guy who probably could have uh, tested the, the the professional ranks after last season. Or, or, I mean, if you really want to go back a little bit, he was he was really a stud when he led the league in, in or led the ACC in tackles a couple years ago. The injuries have battled a bit, but um, you know, I'll, you're not a doctor. This isn't a fair question. Can he stay healthy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't answer that one. Although I do know. I've met Peyton multiple times. He's a big guy, but I was on the field last year um, pregame for, I believe it was the Florida State game, and I saw him in pads, and I've been around a lot of NFL guys, and I'm like, that is a big-ass dude right there. Tall as And, heck. I mean, he's all a 6'4", 242. He's listed. I think it's legit. It's it's The way I described him is he he's built like the quarterback that you say is built like a linebacker. Like, like – when you because even linebackers right they're they're big normally six one six two when when you see like a Anthony Richardson or something and they're they're six four six five two forty two fifty you say like oh wow they're built like a linebacker but in actuality they're like a bigger version of because most linebackers aren't six four six five he, he like when he walked through I was like he's either like you know a tight end he's uh, like uh, a quarterback who's who's gonna run for twelve hundred yards. Oh no! Wait, he's he's a linebacker and can run like a deer. Yeah, yeah. He's he's what they want in the NFL because he can. He's rangy. He's got that extremely high motor. I mean, he can do it all. But the best ability is availability, and mm -hmm. you know he's, he's got to be able to prove that he can stay healthy um, and stay on the field all year. I'm gonna give. This isn't even me. This is uh, the Athletic, like the 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 website, whatever publication, put out a list of the 101 freakiest athletes in the country. Uh, so it's 101 college athletes. The number one is a, a South Carolina wide receiver who's a freshman who's six five two thirty two and runs a ten two two hundred. Calvin Johnson. It, it. I'm. I would never say that, but <laughs> I'll send you a YouTube video of him running the the hundred in high school where everyone's up to his waist. They're all like half as wide as his shoulders are, and and he. It's ridiculous. It looks. So anyway, that's what they're judging. Peyton Wilson, the 27th, 27th freakiest athlete in the country. Uh, former, I didn't realize this. Former standout lacrosse player. That makes a little bit of sense when you see some of the the wiggle and, and uh, to use a uh, – oh, who is it? Uh, who is the GM of the Raiders that used to be the NFL Network guy? Mike uh, Mayock. Mayock, right? Oily hips, oh, right? Yes. He's, he's, got the oil, he's got the oily hips. Uh, state champion wrestler, uh, listed at 6'4". 449 in the 40 he's been clocked according to the athletic 421 in the pro agility bench presses almost 400 at 390 vertical jump 35 and a half broad jumped almost 10 like he he is one of those guys who uh 
Tony Gibson can do a lot with, right? When when he, you got to know where he is if you're the opposing team's quarterback, but he could he could come on a blitz, he could blitz the A gap, he could blitz off the edge, he could drop into coverage, he could run with with you know a a, a quick and, and and fast tight end. What does that do for Gibson? Yeah. Again, it goes back to the beginning that these players allow Tony Gibson to call the game in any way he wants. They can have Peyton Wilson play that true linebacker, you know, off the ball, or they could line him up at more of a defensive end because of that three three five. Sometimes they put a fourth guy down where he can rush the passer. A lot of times it seems like he's spying the quarterback and when it's time to go, he goes. And what what you said is he's the kind of guy as a quarterback, as a as a player, an offensive player. You step out on the field and you line up against him for the first time. You're like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> I I, I kind of hope that guy doesn't hit me today because it's going to be painful f- when he hits me. It's going to hurt tomorrow. So it's a film thing too. When when you see a couple of them, you're like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I'm Look, aware. Looks bigger than uh, he does on film. So he he brings um, a lot to this team. I know they've he's been around for a while. I know they said that he's become more of a vocal leader. He's kind of taken over this defense. Um, he's matured over the years and I thought it was impressive that he came back you know some guys just eventually kind of get tired of the, the he's college been grind and and want to move on and, and just test it which I completely respect um, trying to get to the next level but he wanted to come back he felt like he had more to prove I think he wants to prove that he can stay healthy and it, it, for for great reasons NC State fans should be excited to see number 11 back also on that uh that athletics athletic freak list uh number 40 is Davin Van so they actually they had three of the top 101 freakiest, Jordan Houston on offense being one of them, but uh, with this being the defensive emphasis uh, pod, Davin Van, another state champion heavyweight wrestler, uh, so so a couple of wrestlers, uh, 278 pounds, lo- uh, third longest discus throw in the United States his senior year. Uh, in the, I mean, that just seems ridiculous. <laughs> Benching over 400, squatting 580, has run a sub 4840 and vertical jumps 33 inches. Defensive end, it's a, it's a little different, right? It's not as much, uh, you know, as the court, like as a quarterback, you know what side he's on, right? But you still just kind of have to trust your offensive line to take care of it. Uh, is is it truly just he's going to have to get to the quarterback, or, or what kind of other impact can you have? Yeah, well, I think Davin, man, I, and it's I almost don't even want to say this, but I'm going to say it is the the name that comes up, and this is not a fair do compar- it do it fair conversion. This we, is we like comparing freshman uh, to Calvin Johnson to twenty right, seconds but, ago, you know. But the, the style of play is probably a better way of saying it is like Aaron Donald. He's, he's got that – he's similar in size, 6'2", 272. Aaron Donald's not the biggest guy in the world compared to – That was, that was he's about why 6'1". he was – yeah, fell to um, 10 or 11, whatever he did in the draft. But he plays – Davin plays with such a big motor. He's got that great speed rush, and he kind of rips through. He's physical. Um, and that's just the way that, that Aaron Donald plays. So, again – I mean, we're talking about uh, <laughs> maybe the best defensive player of all time, but you can comp- you can you know it, re- it, it's have a, a it's a style comparison, Correct. not a quality exactly. comparison. Style yeah. is a great way of putting it. Um, but that that's the kind of player he is, and in that three three five, yes, he's a defensive end, but at times he's kind of like a you know a defensive tackle as mm-hmm. well, where he's a little on the interior side. So he, you know, you just listed off all the reasons why he's a freak. I, I know that they um, love him there. And that's what I'm talking about is this defense has a lot of players returning that forever, you know, weren't the featured star players last year because everyone was talking about the linebackers and, and Drake Thomas, Peyton, Isaiah Moore for good reason. But there's other guys on this defense 
that are more than capable and, and should be playing on Sundays. And a lot of times you, you talked about that three man front. When when you have a three man front, sometimes uh, you know that kind of sets up the linebackers to be the stat patterns right. because right. sometimes you're just occupying right. right. You're, you're taking up blockers. You're, you're occupying gaps. So somebody like like Van, uh, you know, might not have the gaudiest stats. Just like I mean, if if you look at the Aaron Donald is kind of the exception. Uh, like a Derek Brown for the, the Panthers, right? He's not racking up massive amounts of stats, but you you look at what the Panthers say about him, what all the the guru, it's like, oh, he's you know one of the top ten de- interior defensive guys in, in the league, uh, and it's you know because he's occupying double teams and not getting pushed back. Exactly. Like you know, we talk about in the beginning of the the show that the where the guys get paid the most. I feel like every year <laughs> there's a few defensive linemen that I see get paid. And they make a ton of money, and I'm like, I barely know that guy. But it's probably because he's not a big stats guy. But he's a guy that, like you're saying, he's got that gap integrity. He's taken up. He does exactly his he doesn't, job. Doesn't move. And right. he's more of like a, a point guard in a way, where he's helping the other guy make the play that no one on TV notices, but coaches love because they can count on him to do his job. And he he helps the other ten guys and, on the field. Exactly. And linebackers love him the most because they get they get free runs and they're not getting. Uh, you know, guards chasing them in the, the second level because they're occupying them. So, so obviously Peyton Wilson is going like, yeah, Van's Van's my guy, right? That that's kind of uh, how that 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 relationship works. Um, a lot of hype should be there; it's deserved because they're coming back as one of the best defenses in the country. Tony Gibson's system has been proven. Uh, is there is there um you know, UConn. I don't know if they'll they'll expose a ton. They're they're a program that's on the build, but that Notre Dame game is is early on. Is there something you know in the first quarter that you're going to be like, hey, if they if this holds up, this defense is going to be legit. Meaning like like a con, not a concern, but but a like a hey, we should make sure that's that's good before we let this hype get get crazy. I think for sure. I mean, if they play well against Notre Dame. Offense, well, defense, anyone. Of course, it's going to be. But it's like like Aiden White, right? It, even if he gives up a catch in the first quarter, you're like, I'm still pretty, pretty good, right? I, I still believe that that's going to be a strength of the team. Is is there anything that you're you want to almost confirm? Like, all right, let's make sure this is good before we let the hype get um, crazy. It's a good question. I, I I just have faith. I yeah. I mean, and I think that starts with 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 Dave Doran. I think it goes down to Tony Gibson. Is that they've proven year after year to have good defenses, and there's a lot of people that are going to be on that field that have played a lot of football. So, you know, we'll, we'll, time will tell. I guess the biggest thing, I guess, is is replacing those two linebackers. Are, you know, is it good enough that these that Devin Betty, Jalen Scott have been around the program and have played some? Um, I think Drake Thomas was a phenomenal football player for NC State. Um, so, you know, I guess it will come down to those newcomers and, and maybe the hype is, is Aiden White as good as we think he is? Um, is Shaheen Battle, as, uh, as, mm. are they as good as advertised? And I think, you know, a team like Notre Dame, they can expose your weaknesses pretty mm. quickly. So I think that'll be the biggest tell is what are the weaknesses and, and, and they'll quickly be able to find out. Does, does the offense changing affect the defense at all? Bringing in new quarterback, new, new coordinator and, and, you know, it's not going to be what they're used to, or maybe it will be. Right, Robert and I, we we still don't really know what bag of tricks he's going to pull out. Yeah, I think I have a feeling that this offense is going to be a little bit more unleashed than it and than it has been in the past. I think Dave is going to let Robert and I do his thing. Um, we talked about it last week. Sometimes mm-hmm. defensive-minded head coaches like to have an influence on the offensive game plan, um, and I I just feel like it. Anai's been around. He's going to just let him go, and however 
that goes, it may be required. You know, the defense, you know. I mean, are, we've all been there, right? A quick three and out, incomplete, 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 and you're jogging off the field, and yeah. the defense is looking at yeah. you like, <laughs> come on, man. We, yeah. we, it's, it's hot yeah, out here. it's not here. a good feeling when it's like, you know, you're getting there to the sideline, and the defense is still catching their breath, and it's like. They got towels over their head <laughs> and stuff, and you're just like, man. We need to go. But, yeah, I mean, that's just the – I feel like um, in the ACC and big-time college football now, I mean, it might be 30-plus point shootouts. Mm. And it's not going to be, you know, the old school, you know, low scoring games where protect the football and punt. Right. I think this might, this offense might be um, just unleashed. And this defense, you know, obviously our offense has to score one more point than them. But instead of it being, you know, 28 to 24, it might be a, a 35 to 31. And that extra, you know, stop can, can be the difference in the game. That's the defense preview here on uh, Pack Therapy next week. Thursday. It, it's it's an early start. It, it's I'm, I mean I'm excited. It's week one. Week zero is this weekend, but uh, so we we'll get a look at Notre Dame. A little bit of a scouting for for an early season game. Uh, but but next week we'll be previewing UConn. Are, are we uh, should we tease the guest or should we let them know it's a big one? We, we we're, should. Uh... We're working on some things. We'll, <laughs> just yeah. trust us. We're working on some things uh, to to open the season with with a little bit of a bang here on Pack Therapy. Uh, so so tune back in next week for that. Mike, appreciate it as always. Great one, Tim. Enjoyed it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.